Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Who's coming through the door? I think we've met somewhere before. Hello, love. Well, howdy there. Hello, love. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone. Hello, love. Hello, love. We are glad that you are here Hello, with us. Love. Make yourself feel right at home. I hope you plan on staying long. Come in, love. Well, I hope you plan on staying at least till 10, because that's where Bob and I are hanging out till 10 o'clock this morning. Hoppy Kirchville in at 10.06. So it would be a good idea to hang out with Hoppy for a while after that. And then, well, heaven's sakes, the Pine Room boys are in, so you ought to hang out with them. Oh, just hang on forever. We're going to be all good stuff all day long here on the Washington Don't Radio change Network. that Don't dial. Don't change that dial. It's 8, 10, 10 minutes after the hour. Temperature moving up a little bit. It's a warm morning. Going to be a warm day. 57, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 56 at the Highlands. 52 in Elm Grove. And 58 here at the Watchdog Radio Network studios. We're looking for... Um, Highs in the 60s today, maybe some showers or even thunderstorms in the evening hours into the overnight, and some rain showers in the morning tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, high again in the 60s, uh, drop down to the around 40, maybe the high 30s on Thursday. But uh, all in all, beautiful day. No, not beautiful, but a nice warm day again uh, this morning. It is uh, 8, 10, 10 minutes after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. A lot of texts coming in here at 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, the uh, uh, Frio Stack auction service text line. Let's see. Let me work from the top to the bottom here. Um, damn it, Howard. Will you stop singing? My dog just ran under the bed and hid. Am I singing? Is it that bad? Is it that bad when I sing? The dogs run away from me? Heavens to Betsy. Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Um, imagine putting your six-year-old on a bus at 6.15 in the morning. He's talking about the school start times. Uh, that is not necessarily what will happen. Again, that, the point is, my point to everybody is uh, give it time to see how what they're going to work, how they're going to work this out. There are other options besides that. Um, but I, I hear you. I appreciate it. Thanks for your text, 304-214-1600. Uh, let's see, Howard, you forgot your phrases. It will be the end of democracy. I guess when I was talking about how talk radio is all doom and gloom, that maybe he's making fun of me because I say it's going to be the end of democracy. I don't know. Well, you do say that once in a while. I well, do, because it is, <laughs> because it is, it's going to be the end of democracy. Um, Howard, I listen to you until the Trump talk, because then your show becomes doom and gloom. Okay. Well, my point about talk radio was that uh, this show, we try. I think Bob and I both try very hard to, you know, we're going to give you Trump talk. We're going to give you, in just a minute here, uh, national and international news from Tom Scateri. Uh, we're going to give you all kinds of uh, 
political conversation out of Charleston with uh, with uh, Stephen and Brad and Amelia, who was with us yesterday, and so on. We cover the hard stuff, and if you don't like that, you're not going to like us. But we try to have some fun, too. That's, I, my, that's my point about whatever happened to the fun in talk radio. And I'm a, I'm a little bit tired of the, the gloom, and do too, uh, gloom and doom also, Howard, because I'm really looking forward to what Tom has to say, because maybe with that Israel and Hamas, maybe if that thing settles down and stops, maybe the world will, will maybe trend that way instead of uh, you know going the other way. Well, that's that's... That's a great point. I mean, because think about it. If those folks can say, all right, that's enough, you know, just about anybody can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that they can, although Biden says a ceasefire could be in the offing. We'll talk to Tom Scateri about that in a minute. Um, okay, I guess those are the uh, incoming text calls, text lines. 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, stack auction service text line. Use them as you choose. Next half hour. Uh, we'll be talking to uh, Josh Schwartz from the West Virginia AFL-CIO. Uh, over 1,500 layoffs announced in the past two weeks here in West Virginia, mm-hmm. including 900 up in uh, Weirton. 1,500 brand-new layoffs. So what does the legislature decide to do? Why, for heaven's sakes, they're going to cut unemployment benefits. you got to be kidding me. We'll talk to Josh from the AFL-CIO coming up next half hour. But our old friend Tom Scateri, the poet man, is coming up next. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know, like the Health Plan, known for exceptional local customer service, and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families, we are businesses, and we are all moving forward together. We are here for you. The Health Plan. Motto Mortgage Valor is a locally owned and operated mortgage brokerage where they can shop your loan to multiple lenders with just one credit pull. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a real estate investor looking to expand your portfolio, they have you covered. Connected to a large network of lenders and a vast selection of loan products, they can match your unique needs and qualifications with the perfect loan options available. Unlike banks and retail lenders, they have access to an expansive menu of loan products and credit scenarios to help a wider range of borrowers and investors. Motto Mortgage Valor, offering you more loan products than anyone in the area. Call 304-905-8525. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. 
the coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. In deference to our very own poetry man, Tom Scateri, uh, this bumper music I will not sing since I've been singing the bumper music Thanks, the last uh, two or three of them. And I've quite frankly taken a good bit of flack on the text line about my singing this morning. So in deference to Tom, I will not sing over his theme song, The Poetry Man. Just stick away, stay away from Frankie Valley. That's a little too high for you, Howard. <laughs> that was in the jungle, the mighty jungle. Yeah, it didn't work. 817 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Tom Scateri is here with us. He is our Pentagon reporter, our national correspondent, and the poetry man. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Do you remember... Uh the song since i don't have you yeah since i don't have you don't get don't get him going tom (laughs) it was uh, it was uh, what was the name of the group that sang that i'm drawing a blank on it Uh, that's not popping to my head no yeah but they were they were from pittsburgh i believe and one time you know years later they were playing the local circuits you know local clubs holiday inns and such and i went to see them and they were older then, you know, the guy, and the guy still was able to hit that note, and that woman hit that note at the end like she did in the record, and boy, <laughs> it was great to hear. And I thought, wow. <laughs> so, Tom, you would remember, you, what, was the, what was the name of the kind of a nightclub, the Holiday House or something like that up in Pittsburgh? Do you know what I'm talking about? There was a place, yeah, there was a place in Monroeville, which was east of Pittsburgh, That's called it. the Holiday House, exactly. Yeah. And it was a big, it was big on the circuit. I mean, you know, top names would be there. And I'm talking about when my parents were working, you know, when I was a child, they would go for their office party or something like that at the Holiday House in Monroeville, and they would see Dean Martin or Phyllis Diller, uh, you know. Yeah, no, they they, they, they brought in the big uh, stuff, yeah. Yeah. I, I looked it up, and Tom. Actually, uh-huh, okay. I'm sorry, uh, the Skyliners is what I have Skyliners, here. Skyliners, yeah. The Skyliners, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were a Pittsburgh-based group, that's right, exactly, yeah, okay. And, and I actually remember watching uh, – Carson one time, Johnny Carson, one of the times I was watching him, and whoever the guest was, you know how Carson would say, and he'll be performing or she'll be performing, blah, blah, blah. And he mentioned it in the Holiday House. And he said in Pittsburgh, it was in Monroeville. Right. But, you know, yeah. but that was, that was uh, uh, you're right, that was, a, that was a, a pretty big place, as you said, on the circuit. I mean, the big names came to, came to town, came to this area well, through the One time uh, we were in Monroeville for something else during the daytime, and I badgered my father just to take me there to see the place, you know, not obviously, you know, uh, obviously I didn't see a show there or anything. It was a daytime and they were very gracious. They let me come in with my dad and look at the place. And I was just in awe because I'm thinking, you know, all these famous people there. So, yeah, so that was Jimmy Beaumont. Now, when you said the Skyliners, Bob, it was Jimmy Beaumont, I think, was the lead singer of the Skyliners. Yeah, and he could hit the high notes, unlike me, apparently, since I I took a lot of flack when I tried to hit the (laughs) high notes this morning. Tom Scatarius with us here at 820 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. A couple of uh, domestic stories before we get into some international stuff, and there is some good good bit of international things to get into today. Uh, A lot of... Democrats and anti-Trump Republicans are trying to paint the South Carolina primary. It was clearly a terrible loss for Nikki Haley, Donald Trump, the big winner. But they're trying to to paint it as um, it shows there is still a significant percentage of Republicans who are not in support of Donald Trump. Is that a fair way to look at that? 
Well, I think that that's a fair statement, but not based on the South Carolina primary. Okay. And, and I mean, I think that, you know, when you lose 20 points in any state, you're not winning elections. <laughs> okay. And you lose your home state. Ask Marco Rubio how that felt, you know, when he lost to Trump the same way eight years ago. Uh, I think there's a fair number of Republicans who aren't voting in the primaries, who don't like Trump and don't like any of the candidates, and are very confused about what they should do about their party. I, I mean, the other day, uh, Senator Thune of South Dakota, who is the second-ranking Republican in the House, I'm sorry, the Senate after Mitch McConnell, came out and endorsed Donald Trump for president. Uh, now, Thune was one of the folks who said after President Trump lost to Biden and January 6th, on he goes, it's time for the Republican Party, it's time for the Republican to move on. It not, you know, he wasn't dissing Trump then, but he said we can't be about one person, we have to be about other things. Well, now he's endorsing Trump, and there's pressure on McConnell to endorse Trump. So, you know, you play that against what you just said. Uh, there might be a considerable body of Republicans who don't like Trump, who don't want to see Trump as a nominee, et cetera, et cetera, but they're not making their voices heard. The the I think the a hope that some Democrats are, are hanging their hats on in in that scenario is that uh, in the, in a general election there will be disaffected Republicans who will not be able to pull the lever for uh, Donald Trump no matter what party they represent. He, I, 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 absent a, a significant happening, and it, there could be a significant happening, but absent that, Trump is going to be the nominee. Biden's going to be the nominee. That's going to be the battleground. Yeah. Um, but I think some Democrats are saying, all right, but if there are enough disaffected Republicans who maybe aren't speaking up just yet, but come, come general election time will be enough to, to help uh, Biden out. I, I'm not sure I buy, well, I'm not sure yeah, I buy that, but th- th- that's the argument. Yeah, I hear that argument, and that means that they would have to vote for Biden. And I don't, this is nothing against President Biden. I don't know if they want to vote. They, 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 see, I just think they may just sit it out more likely than to go vote for Biden, or if there's a third-party candidate, they might want to just cast a protest vote. I don't even think they'll do that. Uh, I, I don't... Uh, this is a... Howard, this is kind of like... Uh, when I covered politics more full-time, reporters love to engage in these stories about, oh, you know, John McCain, John Kerry took it, you know, and all these kind of stuff. Right. Never happens. You know, this stuff never happens. Is Biden's going to drop out before... The pro- before the convention and the Democrats will emerge with a new candidate, uh, oh, that might be possible. Trump may, as you say, have so much legal problems that he can't run or won't run or who knows what. But I think history has shown us that while we never discount the possibility of something else, it's more likely the reality is going to happen, what we think is going to happen. The conventional and wisdom is usually right. Conven- well, in this case, the you know, conventional wisdom that Trump and Biden are the nominees will be the nominees, and we'll have this election like we've never really had before, uh, is probably the most, it's like, it's the most likely path forward. I'm always looking for all things to happen different. Well, Bob believes that, uh, you believe, Bob, that, that something will happen. You don't necessarily think it's going to be Biden and Trump. You, you're not sure what, but somewhere along the way you think things will change. I, I believe that, Tom, since day one. I just think, you know, there's so many issues and it could fall like dominoes. If one, you know, was pushed out or decided to, to step out, I think, yes, both would go. Ezra, well, I think Bob's on to something, actually. I, I'm, not, that's, I'm not discounting what Bob says. I think that what you just said, Bob, to me is what it is. It's the domino thing here. Our our world right now in our country is just on the edge of everything. You know, whatever it is, we're on the edge of. And one little push can set off a whole dynamics. 
just like you were saying before I came on, Howard, you know, how something in the Middle East, uh, you know, if it, if it calms down in Gaza, maybe that'll calm down other things. Uh, you know, I agree with that idea that these things are all sort of because of the way we communicate and everything like that and the Internet, the domino effect, I think, is really strong when there's a very unsettled time, and that's what we are in. I, have, I don't ever remember, and my memory is fairly long. Yours is too, Tom. I don't ever remember uh, an election where the two candidates, two likely candidates, were as disliked by as many people. I mean, I'm, you know, each of the candidates have tremendously high negatives. Um, I don't ever remember that. I mean, you go out and talk to people, you say Trump or Biden, and the answer to by I think most folks is please. Isn't there anybody else? Yeah, yeah, I think that's incredible to me. And and, and some of the dislikes are are real, real based, and not being so judgmental. And others are sort of spacey. You know, I mean, people don't like Biden for certain reasons that aren't really accurate. They don't like Trump for certain reasons that may or may not be accurate. Uh, but it doesn't matter, Howard, because, you know, perception is what counts in this, and you put your finger on it. I think that everybody, in the question of do you want somebody else, that would score very high in a poll. This goes back to the question of me, a veteran third-party reporter, says, who is that going to be? So, you know, I mentioned a couple minutes ago the John McCain, John Kerry. That was a that was a, a true trial balloon in 2000 after McCain lost to um, George Bush the, for the nomination of the Republicans. The Reform Party sought out John McCain to be their nominee, and they said, we can get someone like John Kerry, you know, two Vietnam veterans, a young, you know, blah, 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 liberal and a conservative. You know, that would have been a formidable ticket. But you never seen a ticket like that on a third party. Well, politics is politics is mired in the muck, so to speak. I, I guess that's not the best way to say it. But you know, we do what we've done because we've always done it this way, and that's yeah. just that's just it's it's very hard to change course. Uh, that's why I know Senator Manchin, who we talked to last week on the show. Yeah. Um, you know, he keeps talking about we need to do some radical change in the way our system works, ranked choice of voting, or some of those kinds of things. Yeah. We got to do something to shake things up. I agree with him, but the problem is the status quo tends to, you know, it's just easier to do well, what we've done is, than it is to change. The problem is, I don't care how divided our government is between the two parties, there's always going to be one thing the Democrats and Republicans agree upon. Let's not change the system because that means someone else could come in and take away that's, our power. That's a, there you go, exactly. No, I, I'm totally serious. Look at ballot access laws and who makes them the legislators of each state, Dems and Republicans. We don't want, you know, third-party, lots of signatures, early filing dates. I'm no big fan of Robert <laughs> F. Kennedy's campaign, but, you know, he's facing that very thing. Uh, you know, he takes a lot of money, a lot of time. Ralph Nader was able to do it with the help of the Green Party and Anderson and others, but you start early. It's not designed to have change. Ever since the Civil War, the Republican Party and the Democrats have controlled the electoral process and don't want outsiders in. Yeah. Uh, maybe at state levels, uh, you guys had a party in West Virginia for a while, I mean, Wisconsin, but not nationally. Yep. 828 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Let's shift gears for a couple of quick international stories yeah. I want to talk about. Uh, Biden said this week he hopes to be see a ceasefire in Gaza by next week. That would be great. And here's something about Biden that I think maybe people can agree upon is he rarely says something as definitive as this unless he really believes it's going to happen. Now, it may not happen for elements out of his control. The United States has been terribly frustrated with Netanyahu, uh, who's engaged in his own political dynamics in Israel and really doesn't care about the 
the larger picture. But, you know, obviously, um, the people of Gaza are suffering. This is not a political statement. Aid groups can't get aid in despite promises from Israel and elsewhere. A pause would help you get aid in on a regular basis. That alone would be a great thing and maybe calm things down, as Bob said. Uh, plus, you know, uh, six, six weeks exchanging some hostages, maybe set the set momentum, the dominoes, uh, for a, a more longer pause in fighting. Although Netanyahu seems to, you know, want to go in and that last city. So fingers crossed on that. Tom, um, you commented on your social media pages this week about the Pentagon's decision to really essentially hold uh, nobody accountable for the fact that uh, Defense Secretary Austin went into the hospital secretly, privately, quietly, never reported it to anybody officially, uh, including the president, but apparently nobody's going to be t- no. following the short sword for it, I guess, right? You know what? I, this is, this is what, you guys will laugh. This is one of the great advantages of being an older reporter who's seen this before it happened. Uh, the leads of some of my colleagues really were namby-pamby on this thing. Oh, you know, the Pentagon. Listen, no one, according to the Pentagon yesterday, nobody did anything wrong in this cover-up, and it was a cover-up, okay? Secretary Austin went to the hospital in December, had surgery on his prostate, never told the White House. I'm repeating this for listeners who may not know the story. He went back in for complications, was in Walter Reed again, did not tell the White House for three days, and never informed Congress until Friday. He went in on a Monday, kept it dark from the public. Now, you don't have to tell the public. I'll concede that. Yes, but you absolutely. have to tell the White House. Yeah. Y- yes. I... And, and probably the Congressional <laughs> Committee. And there was questions about, you know, transfer of power. And they said yesterday, General Ryder, who, by the way, participated in the Tuesday morning meeting that essentially launched the cover-up, okay, saying there was no, there was issues of, you know, medical, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, laws about medical things. Well, he's talking about talking about giving it to the public, not to the public. And he said there was no gap in, you know, in the authority. Well, there's certainly a credibility gap at the Pentagon right now. Yeah. And, 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 and he's going and Thursday, Howard, turning the C-SPAN because Austin is supposed to go before the House Armed Services Committee. And Chairman Rogers put out a statement on Twitter or X or whatever it's called yesterday. said in capital letters, held no one accountable. This well, is why we are conducting our own investigation. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's that's that's, that's a really good point. I'm not sure, you know. I don't, I don't know that anyone needs to lose a, but something more needs to be done or said about you. How can a cabinet secretary sort of vanish, just vanish? It just you doesn't. Some, Howard, you, you, you pricked, you pricked my anger on this. I'm not you, but you know, depending. I, I went back in my notes last night after I did the story on this, and not once in these reviews, these self-centered. Pentagon reviews, when they killed innocent people in Kabul or whatever, the Pentagon has never admitted wrongdoing. In it's always, well, we, this is a learning experience. We'll have new procedures, uh, you know, lessons learned, blah, 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 blah. Not once have they had any major thing like that admitted we made a mistake. And I'm with you. Okay, you don't have to fire someone necessarily. I'm not. People aren't necessarily calling for that. Although the Republicans made it in Thursday because they're so, and some Democrats because they're so angry at this. But how about a real accountability? Yep. 
Well, we're not seeing it, and that's that's uh, that's strange. Hey, one more thing before we go, Howard. Yes, sir. I, I know we're running out of time, but you know, I want to make note that Hungary yesterday, the parliament voted at 188 to six to let Sweden into NATO. That wraps up the process. Sweden now will become the 32nd member of NATO. Just think about it. two years on the anniversary of Russia's invasion. Finland and Sweden, for decades, if not centuries, neutral nations, decided to join NATO. Now they're going to both be in by the summer. And uh, th- I think that's an important step forward for NATO. And, and Putin, what, part, of, part of what he wanted to do in, his, in the attacks break on Ukraine NATO. was to break up NATO, and all he's done is <laughs> yeah. make it stronger. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Tom, I appreciate it. As always, we'll do it again next Tuesday. Thank you very much, Thanks, sir. Howard. Tom Scateri, our national correspondent, reporting from the Pentagon every uh, week here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, staggering to me, the legislature in West Virginia wants to cut unemployment benefits in a variety of ways, even as we learn well over 1,500 employees get layoff notices in the last couple of weeks. We'll talk to Josh Schwartz from the AFL-CIO about that coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Tither Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 27th. Beaumont County officials confirmed that a one-year-old girl is still alive after ingesting opioids. The incident occurred late last week, reportedly in the Shadyside area. Officials say the investigative report from the Belmont County Sheriff's Department is being forwarded to the county prosecutor for charges. Belmont County Children's Services is also involved in the case. Stay with 7 News for further developments in the case. And a man from Jefferson County is in hot water over some serious fraud charges in Hancock County. He allegedly didn't pay a bill and left a local volunteer fire department with an $18,000 debt to a rental company. The man, William Bailey, owns Movin' and Groovin' Productions, which the Chester Volunteer Fire Department used for their 2023 fall bash. They say they paid Bailey in full. But then in November 2023, they got a call from All Occasions Party Rental about an unpaid $18,000 invoice. Bailey allegedly posed as a fire department member, outsourced supplies, and then skipped out on the second part of the bill. Bailey is charged with one felony count of obtaining money under false pretenses. He was taken from the Jefferson County Jail to the Northern Regional Jail, where he posted his $10,000 bond. This is a developing story. Stay with 7 News for updates. 7 News is your local election headquarters. The Ohio primary is just around the corner. The folks at the Belmont County Election Board have been sharing how to apply for an absentee or vote-by-mail ballot. It's pretty simple. You just give them a call and ask for an application. They'll find your details in the voter registration files and send it to your registered address. Then you fill it out and mail it back. It's just basic stuff like your name, address, and birthday. And don't forget to tick the box for the primary election on March 19th. Voters can request a ballot in person at the election board. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. There was drama, there was frustration, and there was heartbreak as K-State beats the Mountaineers in overtime. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger. With the Kroger app, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards on the same high-quality items like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce with no hidden fees or markups. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower than low prices. And when you download the Kroger app, you can enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. Plus, you can earn fuel points to save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. And with a Boost membership, you'll save even more with double fuel points and free delivery. So you can always save big every day with our savings and rewards. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Heartbreaking. It's the only word that you could use to describe West Virginia's loss in overtime to the Wildcats of Kansas State. A crowd of over 8,800 on hand to watch inside Bramlage Coliseum, and it looked as though it was going to be a dominating stop by the homestanding Wildcats. They led by 22 points at halftime, hitting 11 threes in the first half. In fact, they grew that lead to as many as 25 points in the second half. They were up 66-41, to 41, but West Virginia refused to quit. Spurred on by Raekwon Battle and Kerr Carissa, West Virginia outscored Kansas State 53-31 in the second half, sending the game to overtime tied at 79. But Kansas State outscored the Mountaineers 15-11 in that extra session to win the game by a final score of 94-90. Great effort by the Mountaineers, but they fall short. WVU struggling with its shooting all evening long. The Mountaineers end the game shooting just 39% from the field. Individually, three Mountaineers finished up in double figures. Raekwon Battle with a fantastic second half in which he scored 24 of his game-high 28 points. Kerr Carissa also played well. He finished the game with five three-pointers and 25 points. And Pat Sumnick came off the bench to help West Virginia with 10 points. Mountaineers fall final score of 94 to 90. WVU now is off until Saturday when the Red Raiders of Texas Tech come into the WVU Coliseum. Coming up tonight on MSN, West Virginia women's basketball, WVU at Oklahoma State. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
it is after I sang so many songs earlier. You're getting songs that I can't sing along with. <laughs> and in- instrumentals. Yeah, so I won't be I won't be singing on the radio. 8.40, 20 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's going to be a rainy but very warm day today. We'll be into the 60s. Right now, 57 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 56 at the Highlands, 54 in Elm Grove, and 58 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Uh, Again, showers, thunderstorms in the evening, probably uh, carrying over into the morning a little bit uh, tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow, again, temperatures in the 60s. Drop down to 40 on Thursday, but it will be sunny, and then we'll begin to pick up again uh, into the 50s and 60s by the weekend. So that's what you have to look forward to this morning. Uh, let's go down to Charleston and talk with my old friend um, Josh Schwartz from the AFL-CIO here in West Virginia. Josh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Howard. Thanks for having me, brother. Uh, sometimes, do you ever just shake your head and say, what the hell are they thinking? Uh, I've, done that. I've done that a lot recently. <laughs> the first place is a general comment. This has to be the worst legislative session I think I've ever seen. I mean, just... It's just it's an atrocious session. Um, nothing good has gotten done, and a lot of things stupid are being done. But the one I wanted to talk to you about was this idea that is uh, working its way through of reducing unemployment benefits in a couple of different ways. That's got to be, particularly in light of the fact that we just had some layoffs announced here in the state, that's got to be just unbelievably frustrating to you and to your members. Oh, gosh, Howard. I mean, it's so ridiculous, but you're right. They're manufacturing a a lot of crises down here, and this is another example of it. The fund is as healthy as it ever has been. Unemployment rates are near historic lows. I mean, there is absolutely no reason to go in and steal people's earned unemployment benefits unless you just want to kick people while they're down. And apparently there's a few people in power down there that want to do that. It is incredibly disappointing. It's maybe the most heartless act I've seen since I've been down here. I've been doing this about 25 years, Howard. And um, just when you think you've seen it all, then they do more of this stuff. It is. Uh, I hope folks are paying attention. You know, I've picked up a line uh, Phil Cabler used in his column this week, and it did not originate with him, but I've been using it a lot this week. It seems as if for this, the supermajority, the Republican supermajority, the cruelty is the point. It is like, what can we do to be to hurt people more? I, I, we just apparently just like to hurt people. I, I can't comprehend. There's no logic behind this un, these unemployment efforts. They're going I think they're talking about changing the rates and also changing the length of time available. Is that yeah. that's so? Yeah, one of the pro, one of the proposals would what they call index it, and the the duration would be directly related to the unemployment rates. And and so in that situation, if if rates are low like they are now, the duration is is low. In fact, in the bill Senate Bill 840 that's on second reading today will likely pass tomorrow. Uh, if if it were law today, uh, those folks at Cleveland Cliffs that just got the most devastating news imaginable that they're not going to have a job come April, they would receive a maximum of 12 weeks of unemployment benefits. And these are. These are benefits that folks up there have put have paid into for 30 to 40 years. And politicians in Charleston think they have some right to eliminate those benefits or re- drastically reduce those benefits. It's really sad. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, we're watching the votes here in the next 12, 11 days now. There are really important votes after the session, though. 
come May and come November. You know, we have an opportunity to send more people down there that have common sense, that want to do good things for workers and their families. Uh, we got a long ways to go to get there, though, Howard. I have a question I want to ask you about the specific unemployment stuff, but let, let me just follow up on the last thing you said because it's a point I've been making a lot uh, on this show and on my uh, postings online and so on. And that is, I'm beginning to feel that more and more people are starting to think enough is enough. That maybe there are responsible, and I always say it this way, Republicans and Democrats who are thinking we can't keep doing what we're doing. We can't keep allowing this kind of cruel legislation to be passed. Enough is enough. We've got to stand up and say it's time for a change. And, you know, uh, Josh, I don't care if it's a Republican with whom I fight on a policy issue. I'm okay with that. If I think they're actually doing something that they feel is right for the state or a Democrat that I completely agree with either way, I just, I, I just can't stand the thought of these folks who are there who don't seem to care at all about the people of the state. We've got friends on both sides of the aisle down there, Howard, and we're, we're having conversations with them on a regular basis about the unemployment bill and a host of other bills that impact workers and their families in some capacity. And I have to tell you, I think your point has some merit. Uh, I'm hearing from more and more people, uh, both down there in or around the Capitol Dome and throughout the state, that are throwing their hands up like, what in the world is going on? It, it, I think it just took a while to start getting their attention. But, you know, some of the things they're working on, including this ridiculous unemployment proposal, have really raised some eyebrows throughout the state. So I'm I'm optimistic as we move into the election year, we have a chance to really change the makeup of our legislature, both the House and the Senate. And look, we've, we've got plenty of friends, so we want to make sure that we do our part so that those folks can get back there and rep- represent us uh, like they're doing really well. We just need more of them, and we'll have a chance to do that in May and November. Uh, one of our listeners, I, I've been making the point the last couple of days that, you know, we had the 900 uh, or so imp- uh, layoffs at uh, Cleveland Cliffs. We also had the, uh, uh, down in Grant County, the uh, uh, wood plant, 500 uh, layoffs announced this week as well. And I've been saying under the shadow of that, they're cutting unemployment benefits. Someone uh, brought up to me this morning that these unemployment changes would not affect those people. Is that correct? It's a ridiculous position. Uh, they're saying that if the bill would pass, it would not take effect till January 1st of next year. But let me tell you a, a, a real-life scenario, and they, they don't like to think about these. You have somewhere there at Cleveland Cliffs, worked there for 30 years. They have a special skill. You know, there might be a couple jobs here and there throughout the next month to a year, but this person may not actually find a, a job that's a good a fit for the employer and a good fit for themselves until maybe this time next year, well after when the bill would take effect. You know, I, 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 find, it, I find it incredibly uh, insulting that they come up with these bizarre examples, and they want to somehow, because of the crisis that's going on, they want to try to dilute the emotional impact. Well, what about, even, even if, prospectively, the bill would take effect, what about the, the warn notices that are coming six months from now or a year from now? You know, we've been, we've been, especially in your neck of the woods, you've been watching it for decades. It's incredible. These are benefits that workers in West Virginia earn, and politicians in Charleston think it's okay for them to steal them. It's so wrong. Josh, do you, do you think that there is a shot these bills may not see passage? We have gotten some real traction in the House of Delegates. In fact, 
the House could not pass any unemployment bill before crossover day. So, you know, we're going to continue having those discussions. I, I, I suspect the Senate will send over something. But quite frankly, any reduction to unemployment benefits is unnecessary. And, and so, you know, our, our hope is that our friends in the House will stand strong and not get bullied by Eric Tarr in the Senate. But we'll see. You know, a lot of things can happen and change the last 11 days here. But, you know, we're having good conversations. And, and a lot of people down there feel like this is just the wrong direction that the state needs to go in. In fact, they ought to spend more time doing things to help attract both businesses and workers and their families to West Virginia. You look at all the proposals that are getting attention in the media. How many of those are actually going to be incentives for businesses, investors, and workers and their families to come to West Virginia. There's not very many of them. Well, I'm sure that somebody will list one for me, but I, I can't think of any. Uh, certainly, maybe part of it is we in the media, we focus on the, you know, the the um, uh, the, 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 the bills that make headlines. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, the library bans and the vaccine bans and things like that. Maybe we focus too much on that. But when I look at the various and sundry things that have been done and are being done, uh, I see nothing but but bad things happening, and I don't know of anything good that's happened. That's my point. And even even folks who follow this on a nonpartisan basis, if you will, look at this session and go, nothing of value has gotten done. They've got nothing of value done. Now there's yeah. still time, I guess, but they've got nothing of value done. It, it appears that that many want the highlights to be exactly what you and the media are talking about. All these outrageous things that you know, are driven by, you know, whatever, uh, underground communication network. <laughs> uh, some of these floor debates I listen to, Howard, and, and I'm thinking, where do these folks get this information? I mean, they live in a totally different world than I do. And they manufacture these crises, and they come down. I mean, honestly, we're at the point now, the best thing that could happen for businesses and workers and their families during a legislative session is for them to come down here and do absolutely nothing for 60 days. Yeah, That would be the best-case scenario for us. <laughs> yeah, this stays the game, that's right. My sense of it, and you, you're right there, you're in the midst of it, and you're, you're keeping track every day of votes and so on. My sense of it is, though, that this unemployment, uh, these unemployment cuts – are are catching more attention than some of the other bills. I, there are people who oppose the library bill, who oppose the book banning, who oppose the vaccines, who oppose you know, who didn't think these were good ideas. But I, I don't think they made. I don't want to phrase this. I don't think that the the folks voting for them cared. Okay, well you don't like it too damn bad. We're going to pass it anyways. This one I feel is a little bit different. I I have a feeling that they have to listen to to not just to you, not just to the workers, but. I think they're getting some feedback from the general public that this particular one, the unemployment issue, maybe is a step too far. I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But that's the feeling I'm getting. I think, I think you raise a good point. West Virginians are warm and kind and compassionate people. And when they see, you know, for no good reason, you know, people being hurt and even kicked while they're down, I think, I think that rubs the overwhelming majority of West Virginians the wrong way. And, and President Galiptus up at Cleveland Cliffs and a host of other labor leaders have done a really good job talking with lawmakers about the real impact 
about the safety net that unemployment actually provides. This money, by the way, it's maybe up to $600 a week while someone, after someone loses their job through no fault of their own. But this money is going to rent and mortgages and to electric bills and the food to feed themselves and their kids. I mean, you know, this is just, it's just downright mean-spirited, brother. It well, just is. And, 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 and it's all, employers and, employers and employees have paid into it, too. Oh yeah, it's it's an earned benefit. You know, for each each quarter you work, you get credit. Each year you work, you get credit. I mean, these are earned benefits. A, a relationship essentially between workers and their employees. And you've got politicians in Charleston who think that you know if somebody loses their job through no fault of their own, they shouldn't they shouldn't receive any benefit that they've earned. It's it's bonkers. The, the general public, I don't think, follows the way you and I do, and other folks do. A crossover day is an important day coming up. Is it Monday? I think it's Monday. It's coming up soon. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay, coming up tomorrow. Yeah. It is the day in which a bill has to be passed fully by one House or the other, either by the House or by the Senate. If bills are still in committee, if bills are still sitting around languishing for hearings, and they're not done by either body by tomorrow, they cannot see the light of day. So one body has to pass it. I, I, you know that. I know that. But sometimes I want to point that out to the listeners. That's why we talk about crossover day, and it sounds like some sort of esoteric thing. It's very important. Something's got to be done by one body or another in order for it to make its way through by the end of the session. You don't think the House will be able to get the unemployment bill done, but you think something will come out of the Senate? Is that what I heard you say earlier? Well, I, I, the Senate's going to pass something. I, you know, we're working the House. We're, we're hopeful that they understand the negative consequences that this would have on thousands of West Virginia workers. But you're right. Crossover days tomorrow is an important deadline. A bill has to be passed from its house of origin. But here's what they do. You know, when they get past the crossover day, they start looking for, and this is kind of down the weeds, but it's important to know, they start looking for bills that open up sections of code uh, maybe related to unemployment. Let's talk about it specifically. And, and if there is a bill that opens up that section of code that's still alive, they can simply amend the bad unemployment language into it, change the title, and that bill is is just as alive, you know, then as it was today. Yeah. So, you know, we got to watch them. They'll play games. It's through midnight, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday. And then, of course, anytime they may come back for you know a special session or something like that, we got to keep an eye on them. But I feel good about where we stand. We're going to keep having good conversations with lawmakers. Lots of our members and the public at large are reaching out to lawmakers to let them know how they feel about it. So, you know, we'll keep up the pressure and and keep our fingers crossed and hope this thing works out in the end. All right, Josh. Good t- talking to you today. Uh, not not a good subject to talk about, but I appreciate you coming on and talking about it. I think we need to let people know about it. I'll be in touch as things go by, and hopefully this will work out well in the end. I, I feel like it might. I'm not sure, but um, we got to keep fighting the fight, and I know that you and your guys will do that. I appreciate it a lot today. i got to run on. Thanks very much, Josh. Thanks, Howard. Take care. Josh Schwartz is the uh, president of the West Virginia AFL-CIO. That unemployment uh, bill bills are actually pending right now in the legislature. It's 8.55, 5 before the hour. We are the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. 
Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cat Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at Sentry as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. Tune in Mondays at noon for all your local high school sports news from the number one sports editor in the Ohio Valley, The Seth Stasky Show, sponsored by Gumby's, only on The Watchdog. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees. That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Someone's building up inside of me. I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if you could hear it during the Josh Swords interview. My, st- I'm not. Hung- I don't feel like I'm particularly hungry any more than usual. My stomach is grumbling out loud. I mean, I am rumbling over here. I don't. I thought know. that was a jackhammer. It's, it's what. I'm sitting here and I'm going, oh, I hope nobody heard that. Well, we did talk a little bit about lunch plans, yeah, uh, possible lunch plans. That's true. That's true. That's true. We'd, so maybe it's on my mind because my, my stomach my stomach just began. I heard it during the interview and it's like, shh, quiet their stomach. Don't, don't, the people can hear that. Frio Stack Auction Service text line 304-214-1600. Uh, Howard, I would never make fun of you. I'm just an everyday listener. If I didn't respect you, I know how to change the dial. All there right. you I, go. Yeah, I like says that. it all right there. That, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good point. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tom Scateri talked about, um, oh, the song, Since I Don't Have You. In fact, he sent me a copy of it after he got off the air from the, the um, Stylistics. No, Skyliners. Skyliners. Apparently somebody says Guns N' Roses did their own version. They did, yes. I, okay. I, I did I, see that when I, I was looking it up. Did not know that. All right, since I don't have you by Guns N' Roses. Uh, all right, take a few more texts coming up after the uh, news break. Coming up next hour, uh, Sean Fluarty, Ohio County Delegate, will be with us. Uh, Sean has a lot of things to talk about. He's always ranting about something. He's trying to keep critical issues in front of the legislature, even when they tell him to shut up. And they do from time to time. Um, one thing he's been working on for a while and he's talked to us about is something called Rayleigh's Law, which was defeated in committee not too long ago, but Sean is trying to keep that uh, bill alive. We'll talk about that and more coming up after ABC News, which is next. Ooh, 